Khalif Raymond from the 30. Flag is down. And Raymond has run out of bounds. Another flag comes in at the 32. There are six flags on the field. Monday, November 6th, National Saxophone Day. This one's right for Adam because if I remember correctly, he used to be a big saxophone guy. Am I climbing up the right tree here? <laughs> Ladies, man. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I played the sax for like five years. Um, I played four different saxophones, so I was kind of, you know, kind of a beast at it. Uh, I remember there was a, a point in grade nine where I would bring two onto the stage. So I was like ripping the berry sax for the normal like jazz songs. And then when I would solo, I would pull out the soprano sax. Uh, but yeah, this is, uh, I'm glad you brought this up. This is definitely my favorite instrument. It's pretty hated in the actual like instrument enthusiast world, but uh, definitely my favorite. So let's go. When when you said instrument, I, I heard I-N and I thought you were going to say pretty hated in the industry. <laughs> I was about to get so hyped. That would have been sick. I do, I, I didn't know this about the double sax playing ability. Like what makes... Uh, not oh, to yeah. go sax talk, but what makes them different, dude? Well, they're all different sizes, right? So, like, the berry sax is, like, the one that uh, Lisa has in The Sim Simpsons. It's, like, the super big one. So, that's what I normally played. But then the soprano is, like, really small. It's kind of like a recorder. So, you can do, like, really high notes and stuff. And you can rip some sick solos with it. Let's go. The more you know, dude. The sax. Yeah. I was never much of an instrument guy. I feel like... If I had to guess on Owen's instrument playing, I would say maybe piano as a kid. Maybe. Yeah, I took piano lessons, um, and then I played saxophone in the band. Really? But I was never an instrument guy. I was oh, I always kind of hated it. I I used to fake play it um, when we had like concerts at school. Yeah, I like can I can saxophone. definitely see Owen doing that, just like putting it up to his mouth and just being like, <laughs> "Why am I here?" Yeah. Why didn't you just thing. quit? It was mandatory at my school. You had to do at least a year. Um, it was either one year or two years. And then there was some people that continued, but I, I mean, I, I just dropped it. Mm. But for those mandatory years, I was doing a lot of fake play. Nice. Respect. Yeah. I was also a piano guy as a youngling. It was all about the practicing though and stuff that I just wasn't ready to do, you know? Like like 2K12 just dropped. Am I really going to go rip some piano right now? I don't think so, dude. Like, I would rather be on the box. But, Alex, are you an instrument guy? Do you have anything? No. I mean, I also, when I was, like, in junior high and stuff at uh, BP, Bishop Pinkham, I played, like, the trumpet for, like, three weeks. And then I just got tired of carrying the, like, really heavy case back and forth from, like, <laughs> my car, home, your house to, to the bus yeah. onto the bus off the bus guy yeah, like, the trumpet like, case hey, was the smallest of... one the trumpet one the trumpet case is tiny heat dude i don't know like when you <laughs> times that with the like enormous textbooks i thought i needed like every <laughs> single day at home um some of us weren't as bright as adam that we didn't need to bring the textbooks back mm. from the study so well um, i was also and... pretty anti-practice i kind of left my sacks at school and i would well, I like went in at lunch and I would play it. That was kind of like what I did during lunchtime. So I didn't really practice at home because like Phil said, I mean, like you can play league, you can play soccer. I'm not just going to go in my room and play the saxophone, dude. Yeah, totally, totally. 
and then I played I played the piano for a little bit too, but then I just got tired of that as well. So yeah, that's fair enough. I mean, the thing about practicing the piano is the whole house hears it. So if you're if you're just dropping a deuce on the keys, everybody's gonna know that. Oh, Phil's not. He's not putting in the work. But I have like, but when someone is going hard on the keys and it's nice, and then and then everyone's just like, shh, 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 shh. <laughs> and then you're just like listening to it. It's dope. It's it's raw. That has never happened. To me. No, same. <laughs> Man, I used to hate doing the recitals. So those were absolutely the worst. I mean, not to go too music mode here, but those were just terrible. Walking up there in the in the collared shirt. Hi, today I'm going to be playing whatever song I'm playing that I will never, you know, retain to memory after today. That, you know, those were always tough. But anyway, National Saxophone Day. Very good day of NFL. Bit of a late start here. So apologies for any audio that messes up. But let's go with the elite division. Let's just kick it off. I want to talk Eagles Cowboys because uh, I did have to go at Adam a little bit today. I think there's, you know, a couple different opinions on what you could take away from this Cowboys Eagles game. Adam obviously cheers for Dallas. So I want to go right to him on his take from the game. How are you holding up a couple hours later? I mean, I'm not too distraught. I thought it was a really entertaining game and a fun game to watch. I thought both teams played well. Um, and down the stretch, I mean, the Eagles were just a better team. It's, it is what it is. Like when, when you have an unstoppable fourth and one, third and one play like I guess I never realized how much that actually changes the game until I watch like the full game like I wasn't watching red zone or anything else and I mean like Cowboys are on fourth down and you're like heat like you know do we kick and Eagles fourth down no matter where on the field you just know it's going to convert to a first and it's just like and there was a point where we had them down on like the one centimeter line because we didn't get the touchdown and I'm like oh like we can you know get a nope just tush push four yards out of the end zone so I mean, yeah, that they, they were a better team, and I mean, I'm not, I'm not too mad about it. I think this game could have gone either way. Obviously, there were a couple of plays that were, you know, inch close, and they were at home, and I, I don't feel too bad. I feel like if we play them in our house, it, you know, could go the other way. And honestly, a bad beat for our three and a half. Like that, if you guys saw the two point conversion that happened, it was tough. So, I mean, they're kind of like the Dolphins to me. You know what I mean? I I guess, but if you watched the game today, like they were in the game the entire time and it was just, you know, it's the Eagles. They couldn't, I don't know. I, I don't think they're a good, bad team. I think they're a bad uh, elite team, but good that's team. my opinion. Whoa, holy cow. Yeah, oh. I don't know about that's that. Well, no, because uh, like, or a bad, very I mean, good the Dolphins, team. what, I didn't watch the game, but the Dolphins lost by like, seven to the like they lost by touchdowns so they were down like 21 nothing and like almost came back but like <coughs> not really yeah my my thing with dallas is i think you're right like they're gonna play at home in a couple weeks there were three fumbles today philadelphia picked up all three dallas gets stopped at the goal line like literally inches away on fourth and goal he steps out of bounds on the two point but again, my thing with Dallas is you find yourself in this position, first and goal from the six with 27 seconds left, and they went back 25 yards. Like To me, I, I, I know the buildup, Dallas outplayed them. I thought Dallas was a better team, and it, the score wasn't really reflecting that. But if you find yourself in that situation, and I've seen it again and again with this coach and quarterback, and I know today was the Tyler Steele game or whatever that guy's name is. He was absolutely horrible, but... 
they don't come through whenever they're in that spot. So uh, to me, when I look at Dallas and you say bad, very good team, it's like I don't see a world where Dallas is winning four playoff games. I just don't see it happening. They don't, they don't, I have no trust in this quarterback and this coach to get that done. So why would I take them seriously? That, that was my whole takeaway from the game. And, you know, they could beat Philadelphia next time out. I don't think Philadelphia is a world beater or anything. But to me, that's, that was my main takeaway from the game is I absolutely cannot take them seriously moving forward. I don't know where Owen lands on this, but. Yeah. To me, this is, um, well, there's a few things I'll say. First of all, I think they're like, I, I don't know if the, what the numbers on this are, but every time I watch the Cowboys, they seem to be the least disciplined team in the NFL. I mean, every time I, I turn a Cowboys game on or it comes on in red zone, it'll be like uh, they'll get a false start and it'll show the breakdown and it'll be like nine penalties for 100 yards. Yeah, just to support you there, the stats do back that up. That's very true. Yeah, they're, they're super poorly coached. Um, and then I think Dak, uh, this is, I feel like you could say this about a lot of his games uh, in the in the last few years is, you know, when you look at it, when you take a step back after the game, you'll say he played really well. The team looked really good. Um, but then when it comes down to it at the end of games, I don't think he's a quarterback that gets uh, that makes the plays that need to be made. He steps out of bounds on the two-point conversion, uh, which, I mean, effectively well, made it so they couldn't kick a field goal there on the last drive. And then on that last drive, I understand there was some, you know, part of the sack was certainly not on him. Um, but that uh, fourth and eight play, the drive before that, he missed an open guy and then made it uh, probably the wrong read on that one. Um, and then just uh, doesn't do enough to get it done down the stretch. Now, again, it's uh, there's always plausible deniability with Dak where you can, there's other people you can blame it on. There always will be, and there always is. Um, and he plays well through throughout most of these games. But I mean, I'm with Phil. It's, you know, the the elite crop of quarterbacks uh, are able to play really well throughout the game and then make enough plays to get it done with the exception of Justin Herbert. So um, <laughs> that's what I'll say. <laughs> Josh Allen's joined that chat too, by the way. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know what to say. I feel like if if your take on this game was really that Dak didn't perform, I like I don't want to be rude, but that's I feel not like what he I didn't really watch the game. Like no, I, no, I, I didn't did see him miss game. any like real big throws or make any big mistakes in this game. It was really just coaching and penalties. But again, I'll, I'll be, I'll be super Owen, clear. Super I think clear. Owen was just saying he doesn't make the plays when they need to be made when it all comes down. Yeah. To. Yeah. But and, I don't know what throw he missed that you were referring to those. The fourth and eight, he threw it uh, up to, I don't, I don't know which receiver, but it ended up getting knocked down and there's like uh, the tight end up the middle was open. I mean, again, I, Hard throw, right? It's again, there's always plausible deniability where you can say the receiver should have caught it or he made a reasonable throw. But the the reality is when you boil boil it down, when you when you you know at its core, a, a real elite quarterback makes the makes the right read or the better read. They don't make the adequate read, they make the best read in that situation. And again, I you know, Dak played a great, great game. Um I'm not I'm not saying he did it, but uh I think, again, I mean, I think Phil and I are on the same page here. When it comes down to it, you have the quarterbacks like Kirk Cousins and Dak Prescott who play great for, you know, 55 minutes. But when it comes down to it, they don't get enough done to win the football game. Yeah. I mean, again, it is a good game. Like you say, I just, I felt like I'd seen that movie before where they get down there and then they go back and then they take the sack. And I, I saw the dots on the sack. He's got nobody to throw to on the sack. I don't blame him for that. It's just the mm-hmm. accumulation of everything was very McCarthy, Prescott, 2020s Cowboys. That's just the read that I had on the situation. Now, 
you might win that next game, but I think Philadelphia has showed some real warts in these last couple of weeks. I don't think this is really, you know, the team that it was last year that was bowling through everybody. And I think they just have like a gargantuan schedule coming up. Like a big word, shout out to me. But I think they're just going to get crushed in these next couple of weeks because you look at who they're playing and it's like, I'm not sure they can keep squeaking out these little one score wins against the teams they got on the horizon. So, you know, eight and one best record in the league. It's good to stay in elite for me, but obviously I still feel that there's uh this is as open as I can remember an NFL season being really, because you could make a case for probably eight, nine teams to go to the Super Bowl. Um, one of them is not Seattle. Unfortunately, we could talk about them later, but I guess when you look at that elite and good helmet zone, what changes do you think need to be made moving up from the good zone? We'll start with you, Alex. I think really for two teams, I'd say it's it's either the Ravens or the Bengals for me. Or both. Uh, why not both? Why not? Why not both? Hey, I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to. But if you guys think we can throw them both in, why not? But um, if, if I would if I would have to pick between the, between those two, it would be the uh, Bengals just because these guys have been on an absolute tear. Um, they've had one of the hardest schedules in the league. Um, huge win against the 49ers last week at uh, in in San Francisco. Another big win uh, tonight against the Bills. Um, I mean, the Bills. I, I, the game to me wasn't really that close at all. The Bills kind of got that late touchdown towards the end, but um, the Bengals had no problem closing that game. And like you said, I mean, I feel like this is a movie we've seen a few times now um, with the Bengals um, start off a little slow, and then I mean, man, once like weeks seven eight nine roll around like these guys are just clicking um which i love to see i i love that honestly um because everyone just like kind of gets super well oh, the Bengals, they're they're bad jamar chase joe burrow they forgot how to play no they didn't forget how to play they just Raw. you know they're, late, they're a little bit of late bloomers you know um <laughs> so i would definitely make the case that the Bengals need to be moved up just because this is a very serious team a, a, a very uh elite team to me I'll I'll let someone else make the case for the Ravens. If okay, I'm. I mean, I agree. I agree with uh, your take. I don't really have much more to add about the Bengals, but to me, the team that deserves to be promoted more is definitely the Ravens. Um, like they look so incredibly dominant, and they can win in so many different ways that I just this team is for surely in my mind. Like their defense is good, their passing game is good, their running game is pretty unstoppable. I just I don't really see a hole in this team right now. Yeah, I think they have the best resume built of any team. They have impressive wins at nearly every level. Their losses were to the Colts in week one, which was a bit of a wild game, and to the Voodoo Steelers in week five, which I don't know that anybody could really fault at this point with the way that those games are just so chaotic between those teams. But Baltimore... We sat here in July when Watones was on, and it was weird because I remember saying... You know, this Todd Munkin new offensive coordinator, maybe they're going to pass the ball more, and I didn't really think that much of it. But their offense looks much better than it ever has. Lamar just, all he's got to do is sit back there now. He's got time, he's got receivers, flowers. Beckham looked better today. I mean, to me, they're probably the best team in the NFL right now. That's And that's saying something, because they've we've been disrespected. We, we have, we have. Right now, I agree. If I'm picking between them, though, I, I still think the Bengals are just better suited in, in the long run here. I just, I, I, I'm almost like they're playing really good football. 
Um, I, I haven't been grinding Ravens games, uh, if I'm being honest. I, I kind of do want to watch some, though. Um, but I'm just expecting them to, I don't know, stumble for some reason. I just, like, Lamar is still, you know, he's put together, like, four or five really good games now. Like, that's fine. But um, I know even at the start of the season, some people were like, oh, Lamar, like, again, uh, didn't, you know, he didn't have a great season last year either. Um, so I'd, but I, I don't have anything against moving them into elite. I'm just saying when it's all said and done, I feel like the Bengals will be, uh, up on top of the Ravens. I just wanted to add on Philly that I, I was like very skeptical about like all their Mickey mouse wins and close games against the commanders and stuff. But after watching like a full game, uh, I just think they're really good. And like I said, I think the, the whole fourth down thing is just, uh, so unfair and it just boosts the team so much like it makes everything so much easier for them like third and four they can run it because they know they only need two yards it's just everything is easier for them because of that so i respect the team so you'd have the them number one experience is is amazing number two behind the ravens i'd say yeah this is what i'll say too is they're they're playing better football and they're a better team right now but i think the chiefs when it comes to playoff time it's a different beast yeah, uh, that and that's why I'm picking the Bengals over the Ravens too. Like I'm still yeah, picking they the have, and the Bengals over them. The Ravens have, do not have like anything resembling a playoff resume. That is which true. The Bengals obviously have, and it, it is worth noting. I mean, Lamar is what now eighteen and one against the NFC, and his two best wins this year have been against NFC teams. I think he's just a, a completely different guy to contain when you don't see him that often. I think that's why Pittsburgh has success with him and why in the playoffs he doesn't have that much of a track record of success either. I think once you get a couple cracks at him, it's a little bit easier to try to game plan for him. But when you get him for the first time, I think he's just so much more unique than any other quarterback in the league. And when they had that Mitchell going today, I mean, he was just bursting through the hole for seven, eight every time. And then whenever they wanted, Lamar was going the other way for eight of his own. So, I mean. Yeah. And people forget too this this team made the playoffs last year without Lamar. I mean, they played the entire back half of the year without him, um, and so this is the first time, at least in a year, that we've seen a, a solid stretch of games where they've been healthy. So I hope I hope there's a lot of teams, uh, such as the Jets, maybe for example, that are looking at the Ravens uh, and looking at Lamar, who they could have had for a lot less than the guy they have they're paying now, um, and kicking <laughs> themselves a little bit. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of teams are. Uh, one of them is the Falcons, who I can't wait to talk about later. But I think I think right now, that's a good four for Elite. The Bengals, I do agree, are the most playoff built. They have the easiest time moving the ball. And Burrow is back. I, I hate to say it, oh, yeah. but he's he's never been more back. You could see it today. He's, my move, he's moving better. That's your boy. He's moving better. He looks better. You got to give him some credit. He is back to being the second best quarterback in the league. We didn't talk about the yeah, I'm not going to let you go with a point on that. I'm just jumping ahead. We didn't talk about the uh the Chiefs much. I know we sort of brought him up. I'm ready to completely rule out Europe games entirely. I I'm ready yes. to I, like I like them. I like watching them. Like they don't count. Yeah, but they don't It's like a friendly. It is a friendly. It is. It's the community yeah. shield is what it is. It, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. It's got a lot of pageantry, NFL, <laughs> London, whatever. It doesn't matter. So, for the yeah. rankings, I'm not willing to take it into account. Having said that, the Dolphins, I mean, fraud what, watch, but they've been on fraud they've watch. Been, they've been. But yeah. I would say there's a case to be made that they could go down. 
I'm just going to put it out there. There's a case you can make. Well, they can't beat anybody who's better than them. They can't. I'm not going to move. I'm not going to vote for anybody to be down on a lending game, but I see the case. I'm just not going to be on recorded as endorsing it. I do want to say the two worst teams in good are the Bills and the Dolphins. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait, wait, well, wait, wait, what? I, wait, wait, wait. Let me. Okay, I'm just going to say if we go down this whole, like, I, I'm not saying we can't do it, but if we go down this whole, they haven't beat anyone better than them story, then there's a lot of teams in good that we need to move down. And then we're going to have no teams in good because the Seahawks, yeah. the Lions, the. Well, the Seahawks are going. Uh, Lions, this, oh, Lions who beat said, the Lions. Who said the Seahawks oh, are not moving Lions, down? And Lions, Lions beat the Chiefs. We're not talking about. Good games. We're talking about literally they haven't beaten an opponent. Well, with the like Seahawks a, a beat record the Lions. better than them or winning record. So are are we just gonna discount? So you're like, the one who brought the count? Seahawks into this. You're the one who brought the Seahawks. Well, I'm just talking about the Dolphins. I'm just saying. Not why does one of those count and the other one doesn't? No, but no, 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 no. No, but it's because the they're not the same. Literally, just, the Dolphins literally the Dolphins have will not have a anybody. signature win like in a all. year. Yeah, they haven't beat a winning a team with a winning was a winning record in a year. Like I'd say the Seahawks are better than the Dolphins. Even though they yeah, got thumped today too. by the Ravens. I agree with that. See, this is the thing. Miami, like you say, and I'll make it more stark, Mike McDaniel doesn't have a signature win. They they don't beat teams. that They they are the Harlem Globetrotters. They look great against the Generals. Let's see you play against an NBA team, dude. You're going to get rolled. That's what happens to the Dolphins, dude. They step in the ring with a real opponent, and they can't do it. And that's fine. You know, their fancy tricks, the motion, all this stuff. I'm done buying it. I, I They are they are frauds. And I, I've been saying it for weeks. I said it after the Eagles game. I don't take them seriously because you can't tell me if they step in there with the Browns, are they going to win that game? You don't know the answer to that. And the no. Browns are far from a great football team. But we can't take the Dolphins as a team that's going to take out an opponent that's on their level. They're and I saw, like, like I didn't watch the game, but I saw some classic Tua throws on Twitter today where, like, yep. <laughs> the ball was trailing the wide receiver by, like, 10 yards. Like, 10 yards. He just, like, shorted it by 10. I'm like, yeah. Like, the, where are we throwing this? The one in the fourth quarter was, was so <laughs> oh, That just landed, egregious. like, 20 yards short. And it was, like, <laughs> yeah. it was, like, hanging in the air. That was the weirdest part. Like, it wasn't a miss. It was, like, whoa, it's floating. Like, it's going. I don't know that if that makes any sense to anybody. He said on that one, I would have loved a better explanation than it was a miscommunication because I would have loved for him to tell us if he thought he was going to come back, if the receiver should have come back, if he thought that there was going to be another crosser because... As it was, it looked like that guy was walking in to tie the game if he if he actually like made a uh, a Ryan Tannehill level throw, which he just did not do. Yeah, yeah, no, that was that was an awful throw. But um, are they the only team we'd move down? Well, well, Seahawks are getting punted back to Frisky. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna agree, but I understand. I understand. I mean, I mean the, the Lions. The Lions lost even here. worse to this same Ravens team. Is all I'm gonna say. Yeah, I don't know if they have to move down. Like, I think a road loss in Baltimore against like the hottest team in the NFL. Like, sure, they only scored three points, but I mean, the Lions had just as bad as a loss. I agree with Adam. Hmm. They did, but we have to look at the full body of work. I'm just pulling up the schedule. But the Seahawks beat the Browns, did beat the Lions. Beat the, the, the Seahawks has a decent body of work. I'm not gonna lie. They beat the. They did beat the Lions. That's true, and they beat a, a, a by pretty the Cardinals team. They did those pesky yeah, cards. The they had a good pesky win last cards, week, dude. They had a really good you, win last week. 
Here's here's the only reason why I'm I'm sold on moving the Seahawks down. Personally, we don't have to, but for me personally, I think Alex was onto something with this Geno Smith. He looks <sighs> horrible. Like today, he was absolutely f grade. I, I'm just gonna put it out there. I saw for some reason I still follow Dejounte Murray. This is very random, and he was like put Drew Locke in the game. He was going Alex mode. I'm not ready to do that, but. <laughs> Eugene Smith has really not turned in a good season and, and hasn't looked like the, the I ain't right back guy for about a year now. Just putting it out there. My, uh, my take on Eugene is that he's definitely like a gunslinger type quarterback and he's kind of like Jameis Winston, but better. And on last season, he, he, like he throws a lot of tight window risky throws and last season, you know, you get the lucky bounce. Some of them are picked. And right now he's on a little stretch where a lot of them are picked. And uh, I mean, it's obviously like, it's not a good thing. I'm not saying that it's a good thing at all, but that's just kind of how it's been going for him. Like sometimes, you know, you make that tight window throw and it's a huge play and sometimes it's an interception. I mean, he has an interception or more in in each of his last four games. It's yeah, either on one or two interceptions in the last right now. Yeah, so not loving it. See, my thing is I, I wouldn't be opposed to moving them down, but I think this kind of starts a, a little bit of a domino effect where we might end up just clearing half of uh, good down, which kind of scares me a little bit. Yeah. So, I, I, I agree know. with, I agree with Owen just because like, sure. Geno's not playing great, but I think the Seahawks are better than the teams that are in frisky when you look at them. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I do too. I think you guys are right. I think, and I know people will say the dolphins are better than the teams in frisky, but like we said, there's no scientific evidence to actually prove that. There's just it just doesn't exist. It's a it's a did not qualify. So they you need to get they're used like, to seeing them in there. But they're kind of like a four A baseball player where it's like they they dominate triple A, but then they just hit bat like one ten in the major leagues, and yeah. so they just go yeah. back and forth. There's like no place for them. Yeah, it Matthew is true. Phillips, Matthew Phillips, <laughs> like like tear it up, tear it up in the A, and then uh, he gets to the NHL and just yeah. Good point. Not many people connect that one, but I... Not many people yeah. know that, but for the hockey fans, yeah. Like the diehards. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm okay with the Dolphins going back down. Seattle, you know what? This is a good time to say. There's not going to be a show at this time next week because three of us are going to get an in-person scout. So why don't we give them the yeah, benefit that's exactly, of the doubt? That's oh, what I'm good saying. Call. Yeah. Let's get the in-person scout first, and then we'll make a move. I might take it so seriously that I'll like dress like a scout. I'll go all black, bring a notepad <laughs> type thing, and I'll just sit there yeah. and take notes about Geno Smith, Eugene, E. Smith. That'd be raw if we get tweeted about Yeah, three mysterious, or no, like six, seven mysterious scouts at the Seahawks game. Yeah, We're not sure what franchise they're from. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, we're from a franchise, all right. I like that idea. Okay, let's give them a scout, but the Dolphins can go back. And as far, Seahawks as, are on scout mode. They are that's how that's how mode. that's how unclear things have gotten. That we actually have to make a trip to Seattle to go watch them. <laughs> that's why raw. I like the explanation. Wait, who are the Dolphins playing? Oh, they're playing the Raid. Oh, bye. They're playing the and Raiders. The raid. Oh, yeah. They will beat the Raiders be a by a thousand points. But then the Jets, the Jets could be that. That could be two. Like Spider-Man meme situation. Kind of a, two similar teams. See, I know you love the Jets. <laughs> They'll get crushed by the Dolphins, unfortunately. But that's the way the Dolphins roll. It is what it is. Anybody below, they'll make it a blowout. Anybody above, uh, tough. Too, old two is back. Okay, so that works for me. So then the remaining ones in good. 
well, we didn't, you know, there's another team in good who almost escaped. And they put up their tribute to DeMar Hamlin tonight by dropping to third in the AFC East. And that's the Buffalo Bills. Congratulations oh. to them. What a performance. Um, I think I had it right when I said they're like the old Seahawks teams that it was literally just Russell Wilson and Russell Wilson would drag them to like nine wins. I don't, this isn't a Super Bowl caliber team. They don't have the defense to do that. They don't really, besides like Allen and Diggs, they don't really have anything. Their yeah. line sucks. The run game too. stinks. Yeah, James Cook. Um, some people. Yeah, James Cook ain't it, bro. <laughs> yeah, some people bought the magic beans, including Alex. Yeah, which I always do. Like any rookie I ever draft never works out, but that's for another time. Um, but McDermott's, yeah, like said, the defense is really bad, and and just I don't think their coach is very good. So yeah, McDermott's gone after this year. I I, I, I I'm not a you know much of a gambling man, but that's one ticket that I would. Uh, I think the Pagulas are. Units on. Yeah, terminating his contract. Okay. Yeah, I think it's time for him to go, which you know. They've had a lot. They their window, unfortunately, I think it closed. Which you know, I hate to chalk it up in week eight, and I hate to go you know legacy <laughs> mode here, but they had a couple years there where they were right on the doorstep of the Super Bowl and had a good enough team to win it, and they didn't do that. And that's you know that's football. You know your your window is oh. much shorter than you think it is. I hate to write the obit when you know they still got Josh Allen, but I, I got to do that. Yeah, I just like how they're filling their practice squad up with. Like vets, they're gonna put Richard Sherman on there soon. Hopefully. Can we get Lashawn McCoy back? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about Cole Beasley? Give him a, a ring. Yeah. Yeah. The He's Giants let anything. him go. He's available. He can get work yeah. in. You want anything on Buffalo, Adam? Uh, not really. Honestly, I. Yeah, I, they just confuse me. I don't really know what to think of this team. Buffalo plays Seattle. Who wins? Question. Buffalo eats. That's a good game. I don't know. Wow, that's a good game. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go Seattle. I think it's I a fair fight on the low. Yeah, I think it's a fair fight. Where's the game? Frankfurt. Oh, heat. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> then it's relevant. It's a, it's a shootout. It's a free game. It's a freebie. Um, okay, so I would say right now that would be a good ranking for good. We'll keep Buffalo in there. We'll keep the Jags in there. Dallas, Detroit. San Francisco, Seattle. I think that's fair. And then Baltimore's going up and Cincinnati's going up and they're joining Kansas City and Philadelphia in the elite zone. So that's good. I like that. Miami's going to the Frisk. They're joined in there. I think we would be remiss if we didn't start with Stroud. Pretty uh, impressive performance to say the least. This is a guy that I'm ready to completely throw out anything I ever hear about the S2 test ever again after I thought that this guy was going to be a bum because he couldn't answer multiple choice questions. Uh, the guy's unbelievable. I mean, he has been the whole season. We got to give him some props. So, and the Texans who we've kind of bullied, like, why would you trade your first round pick all this? It seems like they got a superstar pass rusher, a superstar quarterback and a great coach all in one off season. Like that was a, uh, an incredible three for three swoop. And, you know, if you trade your first round pick, it kind of comes as a positive, like, we don't have an excuse to lose. Now, the flip side of the coin of that is the Panthers, who are the worst team in the league. But, you know, the Texans, it worked out for them. So who was the Stroud guy? I think it was, was it Alex? Oh, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was me. Yeah. No, I'm I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled about my guy. Yeah, man, I knew it was going to work out this whole time. So he was tremendous uh, today. I know, like, the Bucks 
maybe aren't the greatest team, but still, I mean, it was that drive to go down and, and win the game and uh, not cover a divisional opponent or sorry, not a divisional opponent. My bad. Not um, But, uh, but yeah, no, I'm proud of my guy. And like you said, I thought that was a big, uh, big off season for them. And it looks like it's paying dividends. So um, it looks for now. I mean, it's funny because I mean, people were saying Mac Jones is that dude in, uh, in New England and, you know, his first eight weeks as a, as a starting quarterback. So as things stand now, it looks like they have a franchise quarterback and I hope, you know, they can keep him for a really long time and he can play for uh, well for a really long time. But, um, I guess only time will tell. Well, I want to say two things. First of all, I think he's quite different from Mac Jones yeah. from, I mean, I'm, again, I'm not an expert, but I, I'm not going to also say I haven't ground, grinded any tape because I've watched probably like, I would say 40 minutes combined little QB of, his, school. of his QB school. <laughs> so I've watched a little bit of tape or at least the guy has, has walked me through some of it. And he does look like he's actually really good. Um, and I wanted to ask you guys if you think maybe this is crazy, but is he top 10? Mm. Probably. There's, probably yes. there's not that yeah, many quarterbacks so. where I'm going to be Are you like taking fighting. him over Gino? Yeah. Yeah. Over Tua. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't Stafford. know. That's either. Stafford is the heat one, but I mean, with him hurt, like I, I think he's in Stafford's zone. He will yeah, finish so right, in the, right on the cusp. If he keeps this up, he'll finish above Stafford right now. I don't know. You can't, uh, if you need to win one game, you might take two over him. You might not. I, I feel like that's a pretty fair fight as well. Quarterback picking has never been more random. That That's really what I'm trying yeah. to get at here because you can't tell me. And it, and it ties into Tennessee too. Jeans, oh. jeans has it. Jeans has the skill to be a starter for a long time. He has a strong arm. He doesn't make stupid decisions. He's big. I liked everything I saw with jeans. And I think you guys were right to put him up to frisky credit to you guys on last week, because you know, if you actually put a quarterback on this Tennessee team, they can move, they can do some things. They're not going to finish with a losing record. I don't think if jeans keeps this up, Owen's making faces like I'm on Pluto right now, but before, before Owen goes, before Go Owen goes, I-, I wanted to say, I think we need to, uh, like, low-key but super high-key. I think we need to go back to, like, old-school, like, 1990s football thinking, like, this Bryce Young kid isn't big enough. Yeah. Like, that kind. Like, when you're drafting, like, Gene's worked out, Richardson is working out, Stroud is working out, and then there's, like, this little Bryce Young kid who, like, looked sick, but, like... He doesn't have tiny. it. He doesn't have it. Yeah, well, so that's I'm, because, you know, like, I think Russell Wilson came in in, like, the 2010s and everyone was like, small QBs work. Like, they yeah. can just outrun people. It works. And I think Russell Wilson was just, like, kind of an outlier in that whole group of QBs. And then everyone started drafting small QBs. And you look at, like, um, Baker, super small, never worked out. Like, Kyler, I mean, he's better than Baker, but no one is, like, paying Kyler. No one really wants to pay Kyler all that money. Um, he's also really short. Um, so yeah, I agree with Adam. I think we need to go back to just having a guy that can see over his offensive lineman and make really good throws and stay in the pocket instead of like running out nonstop, um, trying to deep guys. You might miss on a few Drew Breeses. Yeah, um, that was the probably that, true. That one was staring you in the face. That was the Heat one. But you know, I, I see what you're saying. Like Big is obviously. Mm-hmm. A bit, a huge asset that has been a little bit discounted, and you even look at you know Russell Wilson's peak was like, or his prime, I guess you could say, was what like 
not that long for compared to most quarterbacks. It was like six or seven years, really, that he was at that level because the dip started before he went to Denver. It was really those last two years in Seattle where he started to fall. But I wonder, too, if that's more a product of the, his play style as opposed to his size. Like Cam Newton had the, has had the craziest fall off probably of any quarterback I've ever seen. Um, and I think that was, I mean, he's a huge guy. So I, I feel like that's just a, a symptom of being a dual threat or, you know, running quarterback. Same with Mike Vick, RG3, obviously. Well, like, and then with Cam, though, but... Cam was never like some like nasty pocket guy. I think mean, he was always good. Like he was good, like okay in the pocket, but he would always resort to, you know, leaving the pocket and running out. But you, or you could look at Drew Brees, for example, who is a shorter quarterback, but he was one of the best pocket passers ever right so mm -hmm. i think that's what it goes back to that would also play into that old-fashioned football which is sure the running's great but i need you to be like elite in the pocket then i'll worry about the running you know yeah i i think i think this is a legitimately a, a big reason why teams were hesitant to sign lamar jackson uh this summer was because a there's the injuries but sort of part and parcel with the injuries is the fact that because he runs so much there's uh is the just longevity of his career is shortened yeah i think and so that probably puts a lot of people off mm -hmm. i agree with that and, and you know you look at what's happening with another mobile guy like bajan you know his career's already just fallen off and you know that's really heartbreaking I, I i do love i do love watching him get out the pocket and move his legs um but really you can't say that I'm just done being told that, you know, quarterback picking, listening to these scouts and saying they have it figured out at the top with these quarterbacks, because just flip a coin if they're going to succeed or not at this point. Zach Wilson had all the arm talent in the world, and if he's not functional, he, he doesn't work. So you, you look at these quarterbacks in this year's draft too, it looks like you're going to have three hits, but again, you could look at it in a year and say, Anthony Richardson can't stay on the field because he's too mobile like the same thing would come back to the durability concerns there i mean you just mm -hmm. you just never know anymore but and that really is what makes it so much worse for carolina moving up for you get those picks and then you see stroud and even levis who they could have had at nine or ten or wherever if they stayed back trey lance yeah <laughs> trey lance is another like whiff yeah you know what i yeah. mean like, and, and I, justin fields mac jones neither of those guys are really lasting Again, too, look though. at Justin Fields. Is he good in the pocket? Heck no, no he's not. Mm -mm. I know he has doesn't have the greatest wide receivers. He doesn't even like try to throw. Yeah. Yeah. I I also think I hope that teams take like looking at CJ Stroud and Will Levis, assuming he continues to play like this, as like like when you draft and develop a quarterback, really you should know within at, like a lot of people will say a year or more because of Josh Allen, but that's even an anomaly. I would say, you know, within six, seven games, if the yeah. guy has it, if he doesn't have it. And I think what a lot of teams done have done in part because of Josh Allen, because it he took a little bit longer to develop is they end up in a situation where it's like, well, Daniel Jones is like, he's sort of steadily improving and he'll, he's like, he'll, you know, he's getting better and he, he'll be good enough when he really just at the end of the day doesn't have it. And you can mask it, but like, if the guy doesn't have it, you're just putting your like same with Derek Carr, same with all these guys. You're just putting your franchise in a situation where, unless you're Mike Shanahan, you can scheme uh, a good quarter, a mediocre quarterback to be good. Then you're just not going to be competitive. Yeah, and there's no point in waiting. Like there's no point in yeah. 
like I don't think it pays off for your uh, quarterback to incrementally get better every year. That's not after year three, I'd say that's who he is. Like, yeah, that's your guy. And you're not going to yeah. develop him. Obviously, there's anomalies, too, I guess. I, I, maybe Kirk. I don't remember. Maybe Kirk was a late bloomer, too. Kirk I don't was know. good. Kirk was good. Yeah. Was rookie he was season, good right away, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there you go. But, like, you just, you, you know, like, uh, you should know after one year. But after three years or something, I think you should stop with the development aspect of it. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And and this applies to the poverty teams because I think, you know, Green Bay built a horrible roster this year. It sucks. I understand that, you know, they have the most cap debt, debt in the league, but their team is terrible. And Jordan Love doesn't, he just doesn't look like he has it either. And I think they're smart enough to say, Okay, well, because you saw that report this week. They're not sold on him. He probably won't be there next year. They're smart enough to just try again. They'll pick at the top of the draft and just throw their hands up. A project wasted, but whatever. They gave it a try. And this is why the Raiders are doing this, I think, with O'Connell, even though the Raiders are far from a smart organization, as we talked about on the last show. Give him eight games. See what he can do. If he looks fine, fine. If you want to be bad, trot him out there again next year. But if he does great, great. Then you have something. But... This is what teams are going to start doing or should start doing. Just eight to 10 games, you know, cut them off. And and there's no point for these teams like uh, whoever's trotting out a, a back-end quarterback right now. Like if Tampa keeps losing, just put Trask in. I know Baker's doing a fine job, but just figure out what you have. If, if you keep slipping, and there's, I know they're only two games out of their division, but that's what teams should do. Yeah, and I think too, I think always back to the Rosen stuff in Arizona because I know there was a big conversation around you know you've had this guy who you picked high in the draft at whatever it was 13 um, and he's only been there for a year and I think a lot of people were like well just take Nick Bosa and let this guy take another year to figure it out and I think I mean now it's a little bit you know whatever with Kyler but they like clearly they made the right call by by cutting ties with Josh Rosen when they did um, and I think if a lot of other people were in that building and in that spot, they would they wouldn't have done that, and their franchise would be in a way worse spot today than it is now. There's a big "that's our guy" culture in the NFL. Mm-hmm. It's like we promised him like four, like three, four years as the starting quarterback. It's like no, dude. Yeah. Like if after twelve starting games, like you haven't showed shown anything, there's literally no reason for us to keep here. But we- there's no reason for the like honestly, if Bryce Young doesn't show anything this year. I mean, he he doesn't have the worst roster of all time. It's pretty bad, though. It's bad. But still, he hasn't shown, like, anything. And then I well, feel like it's just going to be, like, a Justin Fields situation where it's like, oh, the roster's bad, but still, you know? It's like, well, Justin Fields has never done anything. But what about, so, like, Trevor Lawrence? Well, that was, you know, uh, what, what about him? Urban Meyer was, was pretty was extreme circumstances. I think Bryce Young is, is, is bad. Like, I, I thought that, like, Pretty much immediately. I don't think I know he doesn't have good weapons. But coming around into him. the draft too, though, Bryce Young, like Trevor Lawrence, I think we were pretty like everyone was like, "Okay, Trevor Lawrence is that guy." No, no one, no one's like going Bryce Young unanimous number one pick. Like, I mean, Stroud could have went first, Levis could have went mm-hmm. first for all I care. No one would have been surprised. And like it isn't. I think it's an inexact science, but I think you also saw flashes with. Trevor Lawrence, even in his rookie year when he was throwing a billion picks and stuff that you didn't see with, or that at least I haven't seen. Again, I'm not a tape grinder, but it's, I don't I don't really see that with uh, Bryce Young. Maybe it is there, and I'm just not seeing it, but I, I I haven't identified it yet. And I also think there's a lot of pride. Like people, if you draft a guy number one, you don't want to admit that you 
screwed yeah. up so they well, get really long leashes when they shouldn't and so. you you won't have a job if you admit that you screwed up for most of them yeah. most of them don't have the security to do what kime did in arizona when he just dumped rose in a year after taking him a lot of them you get one chance at the quarterback and then you're done so that they got to kind of do that but you know franchises should be more lenient with that stuff anyway long long walk for a short drink of water but frisk zone uh houston has obviously solidified themselves in there Cleveland with a statement win today. I thought taking care of business and giving us some some good picks that went exactly how we thought it would with the tune in there. Anything you want to see in the Frisk Zone, Owen? There's one that I uh, I know you want to see out. Yeah, I, I don't like Tennessee at all. I hate them actually, but I don't think I have the votes to move them down. Well, there was one more in there that I was, you know, get, I was. I'm thinking the Rams. Yeah. Oh, yeah. true. Well, Let's yeah, see. the Rams. I mean. I don't think they're anywhere near frisky. I mean, Adam. I know Adam's going to go to bat for them, but I, I mean, I watched a lot of uh, Rams just because they were always well, maybe not always in close games. I don't know why it was. I just feel like in the last three weeks, I've watched a lot of Rams, uh, and they don't really look like a competitive team to me. Eighty-five percent of the time, even yeah. with Stafford in there, he makes some uh, just just egregious, horrendous throws. I think. Um, uh and so yeah i don't i don't like this team at all yeah i mean i'm not really a big fan of this fake narrative that like i'm the sole reason the rams are chilling frisky but uh no i I had him in there too i would have moved him last week but we weren't here last week i mean uh, i just meant to me this team is to me this team is literally like the vikings except they didn't get a quarterback to replace that like like they're getting carried they were getting carried by their quarterback sure he makes a mistake every once in a while but they he's like a top 10 quarterback and he carried this team and this oh, is what so the bad. team is without him they just suck i couldn't hate that take more the the, the vikings have one of the best lines in the NFL, uh offensive lines in the nfl the rams have one of the worst uh, I think their defense is quite a bit better than the Rams are. The Rams gave up what thirty points or twenty something points to uh, one of the worst teams in the NFL today. Well, yeah, we should we should for sure move them down. I'm just saying Stafford is like the only uh, bright star on this team. Yeah, he's a top twelve quarterback, no matter what you think of his Ten. decisions. Yeah, um, uh, twelve would be a low end for him. Most people, I mean, he won a Super Bowl two years ago. I know in the NFL that's not saying much, but you know he he is a flotation device to keep them in games. But this team, I don't think has sufficient talent anywhere on the roster. I think even the GM and McVay would tell you that they haven't made a first round pick and God knows how long it just shows. They don't have that type of talent on their roster anymore. It's there's a couple of series that need to come up though. Uh, Adam, why don't you kick us off there and pick one that you want to see up? Okay. I guess I'll take the easy one with the Vikings. Yep. And this is the perfect time. The Vikings Falcons game was an all-timer it really it really was people will be talking about this game in years and i just want to start with a blanket statement if you don't fire arthur smith you're crazy he he's kind of like a kook dude he's a little bit like twisted in the brain because he goes up there and talks about how hard it is to learn to play quarterback and how he needs to give ritter time meanwhile josh dobbs learns the cadence before he enters the game the quote after the game Jordan Addison said was Dobbs was asking what's happening on the right side of the field. Like he wasn't even getting exact routes from them. He was just like, where are you going to be? And then he, Arthur Smith is the exact opposite saying that I need to keep giving Desmond Ritter time because he needs time to learn the position. 
he you can't lose that learn game. the position you, you nice. learn the like position four years he, of college yeah he's still still new to the position can't lose that game <laughs> can't lose that game and and the Bijan robinson not giving this guy the ball yeah. i mean i'm not even the biggest guy, fan of the guy but they got to the one and they did a handoff to Jonu smith a handoff to the <laughs> fullback and then the algier touchdown and robinson was never on the field it was like, what was the what was the point of drafting this guy, dude? I he's I would be surprised if he's in a job by Wednesday. Whoa! Like, I I don't want to say Josh Dobbs is nasty, but I respect the dude. Like yeah. his teams are always frisky for some reason. I know he throws picks and stuff too, but um, credit to him. Like frisky, frisky QB. He's yeah. uh, I love Josh Dobbs. Me too. And he's, I thought, I sent it to you today, that tweet about he he always finds himself in the situation, like the chopped guys do, where they have to make food with items that they just found in their basket like 15 seconds ago. That's his entire career summed up. He's uh, evolutionary Fitzpatrick. Both like smart guys bounce around, come in and just do it. They get results. They don't make excuses. And the Vikings are a frisk team. They actually have a good roster, and I think they're well-coached. Owen and I have been on this train for a couple weeks now. But he, uh, you know, maybe not so with Jaron Hall, who exited himself from the game after about one or two plays, and definitely so with Dobbs. So take your lap, Owen. You're the first one on this corner. I've been I've been a Vikings fan this year for, for a few weeks now, but I think, you know, I think this team is just a, it's a much better, a much more improved version of last year. Like they're, Like I said, before their, their offensive line is one of the best in football. Their defense is like top 12, top 10 in every, basically every category. Whereas last year it was like 29 to 30 in every category. It was just horrendous. Um, so I like what this team is doing. If they had Kirk, I would almost be inclined to put them in good, but they don't. Um, so I don't know. We'll see what jo- Josh Dobbs can cook up. I'd like to see them there by the end of the year, but um, I really do like this team. I think they're really well coached. And if you want to talk about coaches that have it, Kevin O'Connell has it. And Brian Flores does too. Yes. Yes. But we've known that. Ben, he'll get a job. Yeah. I would be surprised yeah. if he didn't. So they're an easy promotion. Do you want to see any movement there, Alex? I don't know. I'm, but I'll, I will throw a team in there. I don't know what we think about the Saints. Like, I'm not, I'm not really a big Saints guy. Two, two wins in a row, five and four, you know, leading the Div, but leading the NFC South isn't. Uh, I don't know how we want to treat the. I we know we have this conversation every week, but how do we want to treat the Cardinals? Because with Tune, they they might be the worst team in in the yeah. league. But then again, they're getting back. No. I think Kyler's coming back next week, though. I I think we can keep doing this. I mean, Kyler's coming back next week. We we can see what they got. <laughs> they got the worst yeah, record I'm, in the I'll, league. I don't want to be the yo-yoing this team. So I have the stock. I never Come sold on, any, bro. No, dude, come on. With Clayton Tune, no. Like, just let Kyler come back. And then, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. we'll give him a week. We'll give him another week. <laughs> yeah. Who do they play? Falcons. Uh, that's a so win. That's, like, win that game. Oh, that's a win. They can totally win that. And then they can stay in unserious for like another three weeks. Yeah. They don't. Here's the thing with us and the Cardinals they don't even have to win that. They just got to keep it like within 10. And then, and then we'll yeah. just go on here and say they gave it their all and they've earned another stay in Unserious. 
we do give them a lot of credit, which is, cr- I thought for sure today was the day that they would be moving down, but hey, I'm outvoted on that three to one, so that's fine. We can keep them up. I uh, I, I think the Saints, it, I, I swear, I, I, I'm not even making this up. I think they're on to something if they play Carr between the 20s and just put Taysom in at the 20 when they're in the red zone. I think it actually works. I think that's a, a winning formula for them because that's the only thing Taysom is good at and that's the major deficiency in Carr's game is getting into the red zone. I kind of like that move for them, but having said that, you can't you know, bust that out and be considered a frisk team. You're still on serious if you have to employ that strategy. I don't think anyone else, though, needs to move around here, eh? I I was pro Colts in the frisk, but yeah, you you actually were very pro. Yeah, beating the Panthers can't really move them up. I agree. Too many losses in a row though in that stretch for me. I guess it was so. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was three, and then we just decided to to demote them. So this they'll is they'll have a... to win a few before they can get back up. True. True. And I, I do respect Washington. I think they're, they move the ball, but, but you know, Adam compared somebody to Jameis earlier. I, I see Howell as a little bit of Jameis in him. Yeah. Oh, like yes. I kind of like his game. Like it, it, that, too. that interception at the end of the first half was uh like a zero out of 10 decision. But then he <laughs> first play the second half, first drive, he hit that bomb and I, I was back in, I was loving it. So I'm a Howell guy. I stand up for him, a team that I actually wanted to bring up and I would have done it last week if I was here. Because I think they have a compelling frisk case. And I know they're on by this week. But the Denver Broncos have a decent frisk case. I I, I want to say I will not endorse uh, anybody uh, in Unserious getting moved up uh, until the Jets get moved up. Because the Jets are much better than the Broncos are. And they're much better than every other team in uh, Unserious. Fair point. So you can so move like, them up. You just don't have my vote. You're holding them hostage. Like yeah. no one can move up till the Jets are there. Well, I'm just saying the Jets. The Jets have ravaged uh, this. I mean, they beat the Broncos by like ten points. Okay, but well, here's the one thing about the Jets. I want to say the preseason hype about Aaron Rodgers. The Jets are a Super Bowl team. That actually might have been true. Like their roster is really, really good. They were they were a quarterback away. But it's yeah, I agree. It's not. True without. But if they get cooked by your boy tomorrow in New York, like that's heat. Yeah. yeah. I'd still be kind of, I mean, kind of, it's like a win win. But I get, yeah, true. They, they, maybe then we can keep. Look, them. if the Jets beat again. the Chargers, then I think the Jets can move up. But if the Chargers beat the Jets, the Chargers are not going anywhere. Yeah. 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 It's not a musical chairs game by any means. No. It's yeah. like a reverse. Yeah, I don't even know how to explain it. Well, it's like a one true outcome matters here. It's like the, yeah. the only there's only one way this game can swing because the Chargers are not doing anything for me. However, they the win. Chargers could beat the Jets by forty, and I would not move them. Like I don't care. Yeah, they're stapled. They're in unserious till death, and I feel the same way about the Saints. But you know, I I think Denver will come on in this second half. I understand we're going to have to see a lot of them. They got the Bills on Monday night next week. You you call me crazy with I think Peyton's turning them around. They could win that game. I I know that sounds insane. Is that in Denver? I think it's in Buffalo. Unfortunately, oh, I mean, yeah, Still, I, yeah. I, I agree. I'm kind of the biggest Broncos guy here. I think. Uh, I, I agree. Like I think they can win that game for sure. Yeah. So. We might have to wait on that, but I'm, you know, I just want to, I want to say they're high on serious to me. We could have two frisky teams in this unserious tier. Just with, hiding out with the Jets and the Broncos. Yeah. 
<laughs> might have to uh, might have to go up together at some point. Yeah, little date, little date yeah. to the frisk zone. Yeah. That's not the worst <laughs> yeah. idea ever. And uh, okay, so we can we can solidify that for the for them. Uh, I want to say though, the Tampa Bay, you know, that was a performance that we had seen from them recently, but they're they're still unserious, unfortunately. Oh yeah, they still put up the points, respect, but you know, unserious still. Poverty, no other place to start. Oh, we got it nailed. Yeah, we we do have it nailed, but I do. Yeah, I literally nothing has to move here. No, no, we do got to ask you though. Does you know? The McDaniels firing move them up? A little unserious action? <laughs> no. <laughs> Beating the Giants, who might be the worst team in like football right now, uh, um, doesn't do it for me. Even though they did put up a 30-piece, it was a good good win. And I mean, we saw this coming from a mile away, though, because the coaching change, first game. Tony Pierce. Works. Um, sorry, Adam. <laughs> um, I mean, but, you have a point. You have a point. <laughs> but uh, I like. I think who are they? They're playing somebody next week. The Jets. Yeah, they're playing the Jets, and I think the Jets are could slam them easily. Like they got the Jets, Dolphins, Chiefs here um, in their next three games, which is a disaster. So, I mean, um, I mean, I appreciate you guys like encouraging me to give the green light on uh, moving the Raiders up to unserious. But for me, it's still a no. But hey, you guys can outvote me. I mean, <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not moving them up. I, I, my biggest question here is, like, I, I genuinely don't understand what was up with the Giants last year. Like, what is? Yeah, I don't how understand how the team so was good. Bad. Like, yeah. Well, they did have the easiest schedule last year, right? So that was part of it, I think. the uh, The other thing, though, is, I, I don't think their roster was even good last year. Like I that that's the part that was kind of weird to me is like they didn't make any changes. Yeah. yeah, and they didn't make Daniel changes. Daniel Jones on a insanity run too. He did. Yeah. Prayers up to him, by the way. That injury was tough to watch, dude. Like he just dropped back to pass, and then you just knew right away. You're like, oh, that's not good. Like that. Like he just yeah. fell over. So and and actually, announcement to make: Tommy DeVito is going to be joining the DHK collection because he is a legendary just name and horrible football player. He has to join the, <laughs> he has to join the Ian book, Nathan Peterman, Matt Ryan Colts hall of fame. That was big time. I think though the Raiders actually, I think you're kind of onto an interesting new strategy, Alex. You've done this twice now in the last three years. The first coach is so bad and so toxic that the replacement is just an auto improvement. So the guys get so fired up to just be out of hell that they start performing. I actually think you're onto something. Like you said, you're going to get rolled by the jets. It wouldn't surprise me if the Raiders start picking up some wins here and do the risk Bisacci again. I'm getting the same vibes. I mean, I, I mean, they could, I wasn't like in O'Connell. I mean, it was nice to have a QB to th- you know, throw over 200 yards for a change. Um, I mean, he managed to do that. I don't think he was spectacular today, but you know what? Jets win, and they should they should move up. I mean, five and five. Then, like, I, I think that's an automatic uh, move up. So there you go. I'll give you that. I, I think you're you're considering a Seahawks move over still. I think I can see it in your eyes. <laughs> well, they well, made I'm all not the moves lie, for the, him. The, the, they did make the Seahawks. Yeah, it's almost like Why they not? listened to him. You said on the last show, it's like they were listening to you. Oh, the Seahawks or no, the Raiders? The Raiders. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 
Well, no, I mean, I'm a little hyped for this trip. So that's why, like, I still have the Raiders in consideration. And then Phil confirming to me that we're going to the Huskies game got me hyped too. Like, you know, so we'll, we'll see how it goes. though. Raw. You love to see it. So that's, I, I like that. Pouring one out for the Bajan era, dude. It was fun. It was a good run, but it's over. And Thursday night football is Bears Panthers. I, I don't know how to break that news to anybody lightly, but that's so their, no Thursday night football. Yeah, basically. Like I hope for your sake, like the Raptors are playing or something. Because I hope so, yeah. Bears Panthers is a tough no. Why are the Panthers always on Thursdays? I swear they play like more Thursdays than any other team. I think yeah, like you can always pencil in like a Panthers Bucks Thursday night game every year. Yeah, or like it's a Panthers fast. Saints. They played like I, I swear this is like the fourth they've played like just this year. <laughs> the Panther Stadium has a weirdly like depressing vibe too. Like it's kind of dark. Like it's just it, yeah. there's yeah. nothing like as good as ever happened there. Ever since Cam left, dude. Yeah, true. Curse of Cam. Curse of Cam and Ron Rivera. Well, oh, and then the people in uh, the city of Frankfurt are in for a treat with Colts Patriots. That's a banger. <laughs> That's a banger. They they say you know Belichick will actually treat that like it's an actual military battle. Like he will like line up his guys in some weird formations and just try to like put the ball in a guy's shirt and run forward. That's how desperate the Patriots are going to be getting here soon. And I I pray that they don't get Drake May or or anybody like that. I was very happy to see Caleb Williams get dunked on on Saturday. Uh, the I just want to go home and watch a show and chill with my dogs. Quote after he was crying in the stands after the Lambo leap cry. Yeah, the Lambo leap to cry, and then he made fun of the TCU quarterback for crying last year at the podium when he just tweeted and said "lol." So good to see him get yeah. dunked on. Awesome. But yeah, another weekend of football in the books. I mean, I wanted to ask a question to the gallery. Who is the uh? Who do you guys think is the current NFL MVP? Great question. I loved asking this question. It's a good question. Because I think, I, I feel like I say this every year, but I feel like right now it's kind of like the least clear it's been in the past few years. It's murky. I mean, you guys were loving Lamar, so. I mean, I have a lot of uh, financial value in that. So I, I would like to hear you guys say that. But Yeah. I got it at like plus 1,200 two weeks ago or something. Now it's definitely way lower. For sure. I think Jalen Hurts would have to be right up there too, though. I mean, Tua is still the favorite, hey? What? Hey, that, who the heck put him If you're favorite. betting that, you're insane. I mean, Mahomes isn't, because it's not going to be Allen. No. Could be Burrow, low-key. Yeah, <laughs> but he put wow. up such a bad start. At plus 2,000 too? Wow. If he rattles off, like, you know, and this is going to sound crazy, but if he rattles off like 10, 11 wins in a row, which he's certainly capable of doing, he did it last year, then you, he would have to be the leader in the clubhouse. That's not, you know, that's a pretty obvious statement if he rattles off 10, 11 wins in a row, but I just have to say that. Yeah. Oh, dude, Lamar's at, what would you say you got him at, Adam? 1,200. Holy, yeah, plus 550 is what I'm seeing. Yeah, yeah right before I the like Lions Mahomes game. Too. I like Mahomes too. Hertz is going to have but all the counting stats because Hertz is going to have like, you know, but Hertz Hertz fumbles three times a game and throws two picks every two weeks. Yeah. But he's going to have like, uh, he's going to like certainly set the quarterback rushing touchdown record. Wouldn't he if it, with all the BS ones he gets? Yeah. Yeah. 
no, it's I, I think you're on the right track with Lamar. He has the best case today, for sure. I wish there was like a standout defensive guy and he could just take it this year, but there's probably not that either. Yeah. That's never gonna happen though. It's a quarterback award now. Yeah. It's kind of Yeah, McCaffrey's fallen kind of chilled out too. Yeah. If they went undefeated, mm-hmm. maybe you could have made a case for him, but that obviously didn't work out. How's your weekend going? Give me something. It was good. I uh I had an event, a school event mm. today and on Friday. So I was busy with that. And then I coached a basketball game and we got pieced by fifty. It was it was pretty hard to watch. Tough. It sounds like your team's yeah, what, not very good. What do you say? I'm curious what type of coach you are in those games. Are you like uh Assistant. don't really say much and like see you guys at practice or are you like oh, you guys no. need to wake up like well, my fellow coaches are very nice and they're very knowledgeable. You know, they know more about ball than I do. So I tend to let them do most of it. But then, you know, I, I, I'm sort of the guy, I'll, they'll say, any, you have anything to add during our timeout or at halftime or whatever. And I'll sort of say one thing that I noticed, just kind of like my little tidbit. But then I, I did get mad. I didn't raise my voice mad, but I, I, I told them, I expressed my uh, displeasure. I told them I was very upset. You, Which I was. I was genuinely. It was. It was really like frustrating to watch. So it was just a terrible, terrible effort. <laughs> do you guys do the uh, uh, the Popovich coaches meet at the free throw line, and then you, you let the guys talk it out for thirty seconds, and then you come in for the last thirty seconds of the timeout? Oh, I'm gonna try that. <laughs> but it would just be. They would just start laughing, dude. Or watch like pull out this. They don't care. That's the problem. Oh no, not the effort. You're coaching the Houston Rockets. That's what you get in community basketball, dude. They just want to make a highlight tape. They don't care about the game. Mm. Speaking of making a highlight tape, the Wizards doing the Kuzma to pool off the glass <laughs> down by 25 was sick. That was raw. <laughs> They're just here to have fun, man. Yeah. Community ball. <laughs> Why not? So that's tough. Alex, you pulled off the Barbie and Ken. Yeah, that was the... Uh, yeah, I guess I promised the fans last week that I'd let them know what... I was gonna dress up as yeah, and it was it was Ken and Barbie with my girlfriend. So uh, yeah, it was pretty fun. Was that whose idea was time. it? Whose idea was it? Mm-hmm. Uh, wasn't actually anyone's idea. We were just in Walmart, and then we saw that there was like the Barbie box, like um, toy box, on sale too, and we were like, "Hey, like I guess we're just gonna commit to that then." So then we just caught that, and uh, yeah, so it wasn't really anyone's idea, but. Um, I had, I had fun. I, I I like dressing up. I don't I don't think I'm the most consistent Halloween guy. Like I think the last two years I didn't really go super hard. But like three years ago I went really hard as Tiger King. I think I went pretty hard this year too with my costume. So I like to space it out. Raw. You love to see yeah. it. I want to um make a drop in an ad drop. I'm dropping uh and I don't care. They can go against me. I'm dropping the Swifties. Uh, and this is because they ruined the movie theater for me this weekend. I went to Flower Moon, um, pretty serious movie, pretty sad movie. There's some intense scenes, and there's a lot of quiet in the movie. You know, you're trying to lock in. It's very sad. And uh, the theater beside me, the Swifties are just singing away to the Taylor Swift movie. You can hear them. They're just belting out songs from the Taylor Swift movie in the theater beside me. So 
I'm out on the Swifties. They're done. They ruined the movie theaters. Whoever idea it was to put that concert in the movie theater, make that a straight to Netflix next time, okay? We don't need that in the theater taking away from everybody else in the theater. That's brutal, dude. Yeah. Anyway, as we mentioned, next week, we won't be here at this time. I'm thinking, because Alex and I actually have a second date on Wednesday night to go to the, we're going to Oilers at Kraken, and then on Wednesday night, we're going to Kraken at Oilers. We're, we're addicted yeah. to the Kraken-Oilers matchup. So maybe yeah. Tuesday we do a double helmet move and picks or something like that. Like we just crush it out both at once, make it a long one or something. That's kind of what I was thinking. We can figure that out later to the, to the day. But just so people know, no show at this time next week. We'll still be here on Thursday. And yeah, 10? 10. 10. 10. Love to see it. So back Thursday... Everybody have a good start to your week. Enjoy Jets Chargers. I'm sure everybody will. And make sure on Tuesday, if you're in the States, you know, there's no NBA games, so you can go vote freely. They, they made sure to cancel all the games so everybody can get their votes in. So you really have nothing restraining you from going to vote. Yeah. I'd love to vote, but man, Pistons, Cavs. Wizards, <laughs> Wizards Heat is on, and I need to watch the second quarter. <laughs> Best idea ever. I love the NBA. All right. We'll be back.